Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place, a space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Donika and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. Wait, last hey. check. <laughs> so she's eating chips, but I'm going to ask you a question. You could think while you chew, right? <laughs> okay. So the question is, who was one of the first Black women to be a self-made millionaire? So I know we talk about um, Madam C.J. Walker, but there are other Black women I feel like people overlook. So you have the options between A, Mary McLeod Bethune, B, Mary Ellen Pleasant, or is it C, Oprah? Mm, you asking me, right? Yes. <laughs> See, I'm going to go with Miss Bethune because I feel some type of way about Oprah. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with her. But okay. I feel like I feel like there's like I feel like there's a lot of people that get overlooked too. Like I don't know their names like per se, but I feel like there's definitely like a lot of women who do get overlooked. Like, you know, like when you think about like um in a historical context, everybody's always talking about like Madam C J Walker and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I feel like there's a lot of people who definitely like contributed but don't really get the, you know, the limelight like the rest of people like Oprah do and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So the answer is actually Mary Ellen Pleasant, and she was a millionaire oh. in the 1800s. Um, so she's basically like an entrepreneur. So she had her hand in a little bit of everything. So like if you Google her, it says a whole bunch of stuff that she did. So she was a cook at one point. She had various businesses at one point. Like this lady was just doing basically anything you could think of. Um, so yeah, there is a book. I actually will share since we're talking about like the loss of like not knowing black people who have you know acquired these different accolades so it's a book it's called black fortunes and it's by shamari willis um or wills i mean so that's s-h-o-m-a-r-i wills and so it has stories of um african people who african-american people who survived slavery and became millionaires and so it's like different stories in there it's a dope book so we're going to go ahead and introduce you. So, um, Shamaya is a 19-year-old healing enthusiast with a passion for people and restoration of self. Her focus is centered around community awareness of holistic health. So, tell us a little bit about your journey to get to where you are today. That is a loaded question. It's so loaded. That's <laughs> okay. I'm going to empty the clip. All right. So, I I would say that my like journey started in high school just because that's when I like um, realized that I was having like menstrual problems like with my period and those were the problems that landed me like in the hospital. So um, I would say that my journey began when I started having regular hospital visits and those regular hospital visits, they just, they didn't, um, they didn't awaken me like how they, how I wish they should have. But, you know, now that I, I look back on them, I realize that, you know, that was definitely like a time for me. That was an opportunity for me to really jump on my health, but I missed it. So like now what I'm doing now is like kind of like 
making up for that time that I didn't, you know, say, okay, I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being in the hospital. But um, to go back, my journey started in high school when I was having menstrual problems and I was just in the hospital because I was having horrible cramps. And these cramps like just lasted for too long. And um, I would be in the hospital, like literally screaming, asking for anybody's help, like literally. And um, it was just to a point where the doctors recommended that I go on birth control because I had an ultrasound, probably like my second or third hospital visit and they found an ovarian cyst. And they told me that the birth control would shrink the cyst, um, et cetera. And I'm just like, I, it wasn't something that I was looking forward to. Like birth control wasn't something that I'm like, oh yeah, like, I love birth control. Like, you know, like, no, that wasn't my story. And my dad was really against it. So it took me a while to say, okay, like I'll consider it, but it was probably my fourth or fifth hospital visit where my mom was like, you're getting ready to go to college soon. I don't have time to, you know, be at your aid when you're down and out like this. And it wasn't coming from a, from a, you know, bad place, but it was just coming from a place of like, inconvenience um so I got on birth control and I was on birth control up until college my sophomore year in college no I'm sorry my freshman year in college and I was taking a class and we were talking about birth control and in the class um we were talking about just how birth control affects the body and just looking at it at a a science from a scientific point of view I knew that it wasn't something that I wanted to continue with so I stopped taking birth control Um, not to mention, like, I was still having some problems with my life period and my body and my college professors weren't cutting me any slack. Um, so from that point, I just started, I I started changing my life around on my last hospital visit. I believe it was in November of 2019. Um, yeah, November of 2019, it was my last hospital visit. And, um, I just decided that I wanted to take a more holistic approach. So I started using these detox, these vaginal detox pearls, which work really, really good. And they're by, well, you can um, get them by different like vendors and companies, but I prefer Goddess Detox. Um, I also talk about it on my Instagram page, but I started, that was like my first introduction to a more holistic approach to, you know, solving my problems. And it worked really good. I noticed how, I noticed what it did. Um, and how I just started like purging. And for those who don't know what purging is, it's basically like where you purge like any old tissue, any mucus, any um, excess yeast and candida from the vaginal canal. And it's drained um, and it can it can last from anywhere like a couple of days to like a week. It definitely depends on how much you how much waste you have in the reproductive system. But that was my first introduction. And then I started going to an iridologist, which is somebody who studies the iris of the eye and they can look into your eye and tell you what's wrong with you. And when she read my eyes, she told me everything that was wrong with me before even telling her what was wrong with me. So that's how I knew how she, she was just immediately credible. Like she literally was like, your side hurts, huh? And I was like, how do you know? She's like, your spleen is toxic. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm dying. But you know, from that point, I was like, okay, it's time for me to jump on my health. And at that point, I was still trying to figure things out. But the way that she had me on a regimen of cleansing my body, it was great, but it was so inconvenient for college. And not to mention, it was just doing so much. It was working so much wonders for me that I wanted other people to experience it and know about it. But I felt like being at UCLA kind of silenced me because I was forced to put my health second. So like my, my journey definitely started from 
from initially in middle, I mean, not middle school, high school, up until college, and then I am where I am now, um, really a practicing, I would say practicing alkaline vegan. I, I am like more so, well, not more so, I do eat like only alkaline foods, but I think I might have a little cheat day coming up. I don't know, but I've been, I've been really on steady on my path and it's just been, it's just been really beneficial, honestly. And it's just something that I want like a lot of people to experience. It's just like having like experiencing the best version of yourself is really amazing. And you never know what you can do until like you're giving your body what it needs to do what it does. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for like detailing into your story. It's super powerful. Um, and so if our listeners haven't guessed it yet, today we're going to be talking about Black women and holistic health. So our first question, so Shemaya, how would you define holistic health? I would definitely define holistic health as health that is not just limited to the body. When we think about health, we tend to only think about bodily health. Um, and now, if you want to be honest, I feel like even mental health is getting more more awareness over bodily health which is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But I feel like we also leave out spiritual health. And that's what holistic health is. Holistic wellness is, is where you consider mind, body, and spirit, because they all play such an interconnected role with each other. So it's just not just about, you know, what you eat. It's about what you take in in your surroundings. It's about, you know, do you take time for yourself? It's, it's about your friends and, and just your surroundings and your environment and how they contribute to basically your overall makeup and, you know, how you just how you go about things so holistic with holistic health you're not just looking about you're not just looking at what you eat you're looking at you know what's around you how does it play a role in who you are what what effect does it have on you etc absolutely okay so mind body and spirit and so what are some ways to get started on a holistic journey such as you just described i definitely like I always recommend this to anybody who wants to like start, especially because I'm I'm so um, I'm such an advocate for um, alkaline veganism. So like the first place that I always tell people to start is with some key lime water. I think that's the best thing that you can do. And like I feel like a lot of people know me for key lime water and how hard I go for it. And that's because the first time I ever tried key lime water was with my mom. And I was I was looking on Instagram and I follow a lot of like health conscious pages and they were talking about key lime water and how it can make your water alkaline. So at that point, I did a little research on key limes and I realized that they were anionic and that means that they're acidic on the outside, but they have an alkalizing effect when you ingest them. Mm -hmm becomes metabolized so I was like I'm gonna make some key lime water so I made some key lime water and my mom was like my stomach hurts and I was just like have some key lime water before I even tried it you know she was the first one to try it in the house and she was like Shamaya, I don't know what this is like I'm like just, just try it so she tried it and it actually like helped her stomach and she was like wow like and I'm like well duh like you know like health is health but um she was the first one to try it and from that point on like I probably have like key lime water every day or if not, like probably three to four times out of the week. But it's just, I think that's such a great place to start because it's so easy. Um, definitely know that key limes are different from lime. So key limes are smaller in size and they have a seed. And the reason why you want to eat fruits and vegetables with like seeds and that are organic is because it has the chemical affinity that our body recognizes. But when you're eating certain foods that, you know, that you can't reproduce on its own. Like if I if I have like a seed of watermelon, the little white seeds that's in there, if I put them in the ground, a watermelon won't grow from that, you know? I need the black seed. 
So um, I think key lime water is a great place to start. It has so many benefits and um, it has a lot of plant metabolites and it's rich in antioxidants, which are really good for just preventing cellular damage. So key lime water is like, it has so many great benefits, but I think the best part about it is the intracellular part about it. It's, it's the intracellular benefits are A1 since day one. So get you some key lime water and then go from there. <laughs> Well, thank you for bringing that up. All right. <laughs> you have a question, Anisha? I'm just amazed. I'm over here intrigued just the way that um, Jemaya is explaining it. Even like with the seeds. And it's funny because Myra did say, oh, these do have seeds in them. When she said she was eating watermelon earlier. But she knew I was going to get on her if she was eating a seedless watermelon. Like, yep. Like, <laughs> to be buying seedless watermelon. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's super helpful. Now I'm gonna have to look into this key lime water and see what I can do to make me some. It's so beneficial. You'll love it, and it, it makes uh, it makes drinking water so much fun. This it makes it makes it drink it makes drinking water so much more fun. Just like enjoyable because you know that you're doing something good for yourself. And if you struggle with drinking water like I used to, key lime water is like such the answer for you because I didn't like water I'm like you don't have a taste and people were like so how don't you like water I'm like because it's nasty like yeah. I with you. so what are some benefits for black women specifically to begin a holistic journey um for black women specifically I know that um well what I jumped into or how I jumped into this journey was through really reproductive health. Mm -hmm. um, so I know a lot of black women personally and just around the world that struggle with fibroids, that struggle with endometriosis, mm -hmm. we tend to have a lot of reproductive issues. And um, I just think that the best place to start is respecting or, you know, recognizing that you are a woman. I think being a woman is so it's so powerful. You know, we have such amazing powers that we, I feel like, suppress on a daily basis. Um, and I feel like if for Black women specifically, the best way to, you know, start is just by recognizing, like, first accepting, you know, who you are and who you're destined to be. I think that you have to definitely not jump in, but it's best to ease your way in, like, addressing the spiritual aspect of holistic wellness first. Because I can tell people all the time, you know, you can cleanse, you can do whatever, you can you can cleanse your body, you can take this cleanse, but if you're mentally thinking that this isn't going to work, you know, then it's not going to work, you know, like you're holding yourself back. So for Black women, I definitely recommend just making, just taking certain steps to, you know, feed our womb. And when I say that, just staying away from certain foods that don't allow us, that don't allow our womb, that don't allow our reproductive system to thrive. So excess hormone, excess foods with like hormones in it. Um, for example, like too much chicken isn't the best thing. Too much chicken isn't the best thing because it has like a lot of, and that's meat in general too, but it has like, um, you know, hormones in it. It also has a lot of like um, injected saline to make it, to preserve it and to make it look plumper and stuff. So it's like when you're, when you consider, or like I, I could say that consider what you're eating and what, what you're eating is eating, if that makes any sense. So, you know, so if you're having like a piece of meat or something, you know, they didn't just have nine times, nine times out of 10, they didn't just feed on grass. Like they're fed a lot of hormones. They're fed a lot of things to make them actually want to reproduce for the, you know, for the fact of convenience and capitalism. But um, the, the best place I think to start is just 
trying to, you know, every once in a while, turning turning the box around of what you're eating, or if it doesn't have any ingredients, like, you know, just thinking about it on a different level. So like, if you're in a store and you're grocery shopping, turn the box around. And if you see something you don't, you can't pronounce, put it back. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I just think that the best place to start is just being consciously aware. So just educating yourself on little things that you can be eating to, you know, compliment your body and certain things that you should stay away from and I talk a lot about that on my Instagram page like it's so, it's such a loaded question that I'm like okay like I can address it here but like that's what my whole Instagram page is for just to you know tell people the things that I wish I would have known so if you're looking for like a place to start you could just click on any post on my Instagram page what's your Instagram ancient artery a-n-c-i-e-n-t i hope everybody knows how to spell artery but if you don't a-r-t-e-r-y ancient artery i can't with you <laughs> <laughs> i can't with myself <laughs> so taking care of your health can be difficult for new moms and like people on the go so how can these folks get in touch with their health and keep on that path i think that's a great question because there's such a stereotype behind veganism and just healthy eating because people think that it's just something for the white people it's something just for you know it's not a, a people of color habit um and that's not true at all like this is what we're doing I always tell people this is just me getting back to my roots this isn't anything new you know um but I think it's a great question because I I that that was what I was struggling with is just how figuring out how to basically live the lifestyle that I want to live conveniently and you know fit everything else in what I'm doing so I created this rule and it's called moderation and compromise and with moderation and compromise you're eating unhealthier foods you're not overindulging and eating unhealthier foods in excess and where you feel like you can you know make a compromise or swap an alternative do that so if you feel like you know you want some rice try to swap it out for some quinoa or like in the morning the best thing that you can do is start your morning with a smoothie um drinking or eat, drinking like um fruit liquids or like any type of or eating fruit or any type of smoothie in the morning is going to help you break up mucus instead of starting your morning off with like starch or starting your morning off with dairy and stuff like that so it's in and I always advocate for smoothies in the morning because you can do so much with it you can put some sea moss in there and sea moss is a really really mineral dense um sea vegetable that you can make into a gel or you can buy capsules which is really efficient too um, and you can throw a whole bunch of things in there to just make to just make it really rich. So I say like if you're that's a that's a really good place to start is starting off with a smoothie in the morning, and that's something that you can make and on and just bring it on the go, or or you can stop at Jamba Juice if you want, you know. Um, and I always say, and then the compromise part. So if you feel like okay, I want to have meat for dinner, you know, the best thing that you can do is eat a salad 15 minutes before you eat your meat because it's gonna help you digest. It's gonna help your body. Body, you know because salad is so bitter well good salad like um, kale and stuff like that is really bitter and it's going to stimulate your body to release bile and that bile is going to start you know getting your digestive enzymes working and stuff it's just going to help you break down that meat because meat takes a really really acidic environment to break down so you need to make sure that your stomach acid is really potent you want to make sure that your digestive health is good so and, and the best thing that I recommend for that is cleansing as well but along with moderation and compromise, um, one of the things that I definitely recommend is incorporating herbal supplements into your life. 
Um, so like I said, CMOS comes in capsules. You can wake up in the morning and take your CMOS. Um, you can also, like there's a lot of like women's wellness um, capsules. And this is all on my Instagram page as well. There's a lot of women's wellness capsules that you can take. Um, for example, I know the one is called Empress and I love it because it has so many good herbs inside that are great for the reproductive system that are great if you're suffering from endometriosis, great if you're suffering from, you know, anemia and stuff. And that's a, that's a, such a black problem too, like anemia. Um, so just treating the blood and, and that's what, uh, CMOS helps with that. A lot of these herbs help with that. Um, but just, uh, I would say herbals, taking herbal supplements and incorporating them into your daily regimen and moderation and compromise you know so if you're out and you you see that there's somewhere somewhere that you can get like a salad at get one you know or or eat it 15 minutes before you have some meat or start your morning with a smoothie and you can be okay you don't have to completely transition to being an alkaline vegan a pescatarian a vegan period to live a healthier life there's little things that you can do and there's little steps that you can take to get there for sure. Okay, so what are some ways, what are some powerful fruits or vegetables you have discovered on your journey, and what are your favorite ways of preparing these fruits or vegetables? I love this question. I love it because I just discovered this one green, and it's called Callaloo, and um, I was always hearing about it from Dr. Sebi. He used to talk about it, and one of my favorite, um, she's a chef. She's an alkaline. No, she's like an electric chef. She calls herself like an electric chef, and her name is Chef Aki. I talk about her on my page, too, but they were always talking about Callaloo, and I'm like, what's Callaloo? I've never seen it in the store. Don't know what it is, so um one of the I found like an online alkaline shop like where you can buy like you know like little alkaline ingredients like um pasta that's made out of like ancient grains like kamut and quinoa and stuff like that and on there I noticed that she was selling callaloo because she grows it in her garden so I was like I immediately hopped on it and I made it for the first time last week and it was so good it was so good. And then I used the leftover to put it in my um, my creamy coconut pasta that I made. It was so good. Like, I swear, you wouldn't you wouldn't know you wouldn't want to go back to Alfredo pasta like if you had that pasta. And that's just and that's the best part about doing what I do is is finding alternatives. But so that would be my favorite. Callaloo would be my favorite vegetable. And then um, fruit. I'm trying to think, is there any new fruit that I've tried? Um, right now I am in a strong relationship with seed watermelon and like we just, we're always together. Like, um, I squeeze watermelon. My favorite way to, to eat that fruit is, um, I mash it up and I make it into a big jar of juice and I just throw it in my smoothie and it makes it so like creamy and just like because the water content is so high so like I like to freak my watermelon by putting it in my smoothies and then I like callaloo by putting it in my pasta okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are so talking about <laughs> okay um so um so this question says, please make the connection for us of food consumption to other aspects of life, like example, mental health, skincare, et cetera. That's a great question. Um, when I first read this question, I'm like, I, it, it's so, I can do so much with this, especially because skincare is thrown in there. But 
I always tell people that when you start paying attention to what you put into your body, you're going to pay more attention to what you put in your mind. So when you eat, when you're consciously aware of, you know, what you're ingesting, then you'll be consciously aware of your surroundings too. I would definitely say that eating right has, has led me to thinking right. So like just so much, like I'm able to make so much more connections. I'm a, I'm always thinking about something. I'm always, my head is like always in the future and I'm practicing mindfulness, like as we speak, but I think that. I've always had ideas like these great ideas. And ever since I've started cleansing my body and eating right, I'm able to actually execute and apply those ideas instead of them just being thought bubbles in my head. Um, I definitely, I know that mental awareness comes with just um, dietary awareness because we not only have a physical diet, we have a spiritual diet, we have a mental diet. So it's like, you have to, you know, you have to tweak those too. You have to cut certain things out. You have to detox from that too. So eating right definitely correlates to thinking right and just mental health. Um, as far as skincare, skincare is entirely linked to what you're putting in your body. I know a lot of people are like, I get a lot of people ask me like, well, my acne is hormonal. So like, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm like, a hormonal imbalance is a hormonal imbalance. You know, you can fix that too. There's nothing that you can't fix about your body, honestly. Body is so capable of healing itself when you give it what it needs to heal itself. That's like ask, asking a doctor to perform surgery, like, in a room with no tools, you know? It's like the doctor is capable of doing all that, but there's no tools for him to stitch you up. So how, how is he going to do his job effectively? So I always tell people that, and acne is an internal is an external sign of internal distress the skin is the largest organ and it's the first organ to show any signs of distress balance toxicity so using your acne to say or using your acne to recognize that something else is happening deeper um, beyond the surface is a great place to start so if you're having a problem if you're having like a headache if you're having acne you know don't just look at it as okay i need to pop a tylenol okay i need to switch my facial cleanser look at it as my body's trying to tell me something so it definitely has such a strong link because digestive health plays a really really big role in you know whether or not you have the appearance of acne because if you're if what you're eating isn't being properly digested then that means that it's just sitting inside of you and rotting you know it's like you can look at your body as a big refrigerator you know like you know we can preserve things and we can we can take we can use them how they need to be used but what's not needed and what, what's rotting we throw out you know and that's why we have bowel movements that's why we go to the bathroom so it's like when you're not doing any of that then those toxins will find their way out regardless. So if they have to come out through your urine, if they have to come out through your bowel movements, um, if they have to come out through your skin, they will, or sweat, for example. So um, just knowing that what you eat and what you put in your body is definitely going to affect your, affect your day. It's going to affect your mood. It's going to affect all of that. I even, I just started talking to um, um, my female audience about how, you know, lack of iron in, in our brain can lead to irrational emotions, thinking irrational, or, you know, just not thinking um, thoroughly. Um, that's why, like, when we're on our periods, um, well, I don't speak for everybody, but I know most, like, when we're on our, our menstrual cycle, we can be, like, frustrated or irritated, 
And that's because we don't have no oxygen in our brain. Our brain is like lacking oxygen where we're mad, we're upset, our emotions are all over the place. So it, it and that plays a role with, I mean, hormonal imbalance plays a role in that too. But definitely what you put in your body just affects everything. And for those who don't think it like, you just you got to use your own experience as your as your testimony that's me like I don't speak from you know oh I saw somebody else doing it like no this happened to me this is what I'm going through you know I speak from my own experience so yeah they definitely they definitely intertwine skincare and all of that for sure so what takeaway do you have for the audience or takeaways if you have more than one yeah I so I think the best thing that I can tell the audience is don't wait till, you know, sickness comes to value your health. Don't wait until you're in the hospital or someone in your family is passing away from cancer or you have something wrong with you to say, okay, you know, let me get on this. And I think that's, I mean, I I think that is my story. I waited till I hit rock bottom in terms of my health to actually get on it. And I wish I hadn't, but you know, everything happens for a reason. So I'm, you know, I I reflect on that and I'm appreciative of it, but my role right now, and I've accepted that my purpose in life is to promote prevention. So just because you're not going through something, just because you don't have high blood pressure yet or diabetes doesn't mean that you shouldn't work or live a lifestyle to prevent that so just um you know prevention is everything like i said moderation and compromise is a great rule that you can apply to your life it's 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 a great lifestyle um like motto that you can live by and also um i wanted to say pay attention to your body like seriously so many things happen to us on a daily basis and our bodies give us signs of what's going on and we are always bypassing them we're always just looking past them and just you know trying to silence our problems but you know everything happens for a reason like I said if you have a headache that means that that it can mean that you have lack, lack of oxygen in your brain if you have a yeast infection that means you're eating too much sugary stuff you know like we naturally have candida in our bodies as as women and men too but women we have candida and yeast candida is yeast for those who don't know but yeast loves sugar. So if you're eating so much sugar, you're feeding that yeast. So if you know anybody that constantly has like a, you know, a a yeast infection problem or constantly have like problem, like reoccurring problems like that, just, you know, look at, look at them and see if they eat a lot of sugar. And then if you, if you put two and two together, I would like bring that to their attention. Like, you know, that can actually feed that, you know, so instead of, instead of, um, you know, eradicating the problem, we're feeding it and we're worsening it, worsening it. So I always tell people to just like, take a second look at what you're going through and try to understand it from a, from a cellular perspective and just try to understand it from a what is my body trying to tell me perspective so my takeaways would be listen to your body and you know it's never too late to prevent something yes most definitely well thank you for your time thank you for having me I enjoyed this I love the questions of course yeah so if y'all have questions we'll make sure that we tag her um So you'll see her throughout our Instagram and on our SoundCloud and all the other places where we post the podcast. So y'all can check her out. Do you have anything else you want to say before we end? Um, I do. I just want to say that I'm so proud of you ladies for doing this. 
Like, it's just like you guys are figuring out ways that you can educate even in a time like this. And I think it's really beautiful because we don't really have that a lot. Um, I definitely think that we're, we're, we're moving our way up to regaining our power as women and as black women. So it's little things like this that are helping us in like as a whole. So I'm really, really proud of y'all. Like this is just amazing. Like the way that you're utilizing your time right now, you know, it's Sunday, but y'all are setting time aside to do this. So I really appreciate that. And thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I think we're proud of you too, to, you know, have a journey. I feel like it's so powerful when people go through a journey and they actually take what they learn and apply it and teach it to other people because it's so selfish to learn all these things and not share it with people when you know people are needing this. Exactly. Like that, that's my whole story. Like I don't want to go through anything. It's like my story is meaningless if I'm not telling it. Like, you know, like you, like it's almost like having a whole book that you wrote, like just full of gems and it's closed all the time like the, you're not opening it up you're not passing it down to your kids you're not sharing it with your community it's just your closed book and it's like what good is that going to do for the rest of us um but yeah so i i just think that you have to like share your journey you have to share you know what you go through like that just makes it all all the more worth it and I always tell people don't just let your pain or your suffering go meaningless you know make it mean something and use it as your motivation exactly all right well thank you and have a good rest of your day y'all too love y'all bye okay so like I suck um as far as like my nutrition let me not say that see let me speak positivity I've been working on it and so today's episode really was reflective in a sense that I have been working on this um this nutrition and intake of like being mindful of what the food the food I put in my body but uh obviously I can always be better and I most definitely want to be following Shamaya on her Instagram page Ancient Artery to see if I can start implementing some things in my life, um, you know, slowly but surely that can help me. Um, so yeah, I really needed this. So it was beautiful. Definitely. So I want to share a book. So I had the privilege of meeting this wonderful woman. Her name is Stephanie Covington Armstrong, and she's a ghostwriter for a lot of people. Um, so in the midst of her being a ghostwriter, she was like, you know what, let me put out my own book about my experience. And so her book is called Not All Black Girls Know How to Eat. So it's a story about bulimia. And she basically chronicles. So she also writes like scripts too. So she's involved in like Blackish, a lot of different shows. And so she talks about how she's in Hollywood. She's not necessarily in front of the big screen, but she's within it. And with that, she's really looking at herself like, do I fit in as far as like her body and stuff like that? And so but she's uh, struggled with bulimia a lot of her life. And so this book is really good because she really breaks down like her experience as a black woman in this struggle. So again, it's called Not All Black Girls Know How to Eat and it's by Stephanie Covington Armstrong. So I suggest people check it out. She's great. And she's open to uh, answering questions and stuff too if you DM her, which is really cool. Absolutely. Do you have anything else you want to share, Donita? No, that's it.
Okay. Well, thank y'all for tuning into this week's episode of Black Women's Healing Pod. Have a good week.